Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. First off, I just want to thank you so much for listening. I started this podcast, uh, really started it probably about a month ago, and I've been putting out daily podcasts probably for about two weeks now, and the response has been phenomenal. Um, so thank you so much. Just wanted to, uh, to, to say that from the bottom of my heart, because without you listening, uh, I wouldn't keep doing this. That being said, today's episode is about omni-channel. What the fuck does it mean? And how can you use it? So as a marketer, there's an incredible amount of information, strategies, tactics that we have to juggle to try to figure out how can we get some sort of return on any investment, whether it's time or money. So if you're currently working at an agency or for a brand or you're a leader of one of those two types of businesses, these are the things that you're faced with. And unfortunately, most of the time, there's some sort of bias based on trends and headlines. For instance, agencies start to become uh, biased on certain platforms because they've worked. We see this all the time today with Facebook ads and agencies become a Facebook ad agency or a Google ad agency or an SEO agency. And while this is absolutely needed, you need to have experts, just like when building a house, you need to hire a carpenter and you need to hire a mason. Um, the problem is these type, this type of thinking often silos the strategies. So if you go to an SEO agency, of course, they think you need to put all your money in SEO. If you go to a Facebook ad agency, of course, they think you need to put all your money into Facebook ads. If you hire a brand manager that came from a previous brand that built their reputation on email marketing, well, they're probably going to say the first thing you need to do is email marketing. So this presents a huge problem, right? And it's really hard to not want to go all in on what worked previously. But as we see with a lot of news coming out that there's a high percentage of consumers that use ad blockers. I actually use ad blockers. I don't see a lot of advertisements that brands are spending billions of dollars on, and this is only increasing. Um, so we're seeing that the future is not going to look like what the past looked like. And so that brings up the term omnichannel. So in short, omnichannel just means looking at your marketing and making sure that you're deploying sound strategies for the future across all sorts of different types of platforms and mediums. So this compiles things like video and podcast and written form and photography and graphic design and distributing them across email marketing and Facebook and Pinterest and Facebook ads and Google ads and blogs and media outlets and all of the above. So taking an omni-channel approach is simply looking at the big picture and deciding, hopefully unbiasedly, that's a word, uh, where you can get the most value for the resources or budget you're spending. And so I implore you to take this approach with whatever you are. I mean, this is going to be particularly hard if you run a Google Ads agency. But think of your long-term reputation. Think of the long-term effect 
if you get a client that comes to you where Google ads maybe isn't the absolute best strategy, but you say, you know what? I know you wanted to spend $10,000 a month with us and we can certainly do that. And we could probably get you a decent ROI, but have you ever thought about content marketing instead? Because if you invest that money in content marketing, you're going to get organic traffic, which will be more sustainable long-term. So as much as I want to be your partner and I want to help you with your Google ads, and we certainly can, I think a better strategy for you at this particular point is to look at content marketing. I don't know. That's just an example. But as hard as that pill is to swallow for you as an agency leader, the respect that that client is going to have for you and the potential relationship you can make with a content marketing agency long-term is probably going to bring you way more revenue and money than if you didn't do that and you took the short-term $10,000 a month and six months down the road, they realized, ah, shit, you know what? I think we need content marketing instead. Or worse, you don't hit really great revenue numbers or you don't hit a good return on your ad spend and the client now doesn't trust you as much. And they might tell their friends and, and colleagues that that uh, they don't trust you. So just think of the long-term uh, effect of being biased to platforms and really challenge yourself, whatever your profession as it relates to marketing, challenge yourself to think of everything omni-channel. Uh, I'll give you a humble, a slice of humble pie on, on my end. Um, you know, when we, early days of starting Good Monster, um, you know, we were in the business of taking any clients, as most agencies are, just trying to make payroll, right? And um, we would take a client and then we'd figure out how to do it. You know, since then, we've changed our business model and, and don't do business like that anymore. But at the time, we were taking soft uh, web app development projects. We were taking website development projects, SEO projects, social media projects, um, paid media projects, anything related to digital, even mobile app projects. But it got to a point where I remember one client came to us with a really complex software integration web app project that we probably could have freelanced out, but I knew that it would be better for this particular client if I said, you know what, that's a little bit above our pay grade in that department, but we are connected with somebody who is really, really good at that. I know they're good at that. I've seen their work. They've done it tens of times for other clients. And I think rather than spending the money with us, you're actually going to get a much better project uh, with much better results if, if we connect you with this company. Uh, first off, they were blown away that we decided not to take their money. Uh, they were so incredibly happy that we did that because it built up so much trust that we would forego $50,000 to refer that project to somebody else. Uh, it built up a great relationship with that, the other firm that we actually did business with and shared clients with over the next, I mean, we sort of still do to, to this day, although we haven't in a while, but over the next four or five years, um, and that client was so happy that we've actually gotten business just from them referring us 
their colleagues and, and some of their vendors for the stuff that we are really good at. So eat your humble pie and think, think long-term and remember these days you have to be omni-channel. Your strategies have to be omni-channel and just because a vendor, a marketing partner or a new employee or even your marketing leaders say we need to be on Snapchat, we need to be on Facebook, we need to be on YouTube, we need to focus on SEO. You need to make sure that they're not just using the trendy headlines that they're reading or that they're using the experience that they had a year ago, two years ago, five years ago on a platform that might not hold as much value as it used to. So be very aware. If you take this approach, uh, you'll come to the truth and hopefully um, you'll get that ROI that you're seeking. So that's my view on omni-channel and making sure that you're not biased on your marketing strategies or your business growth strategies. I hope it provides value. If it did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time listening. You can also check out all of my videos over on my YouTube channel. I talk about some really interesting stuff there that, uh, that's not available here on the podcast. So go check out John Timmerman on YouTube and subscribe there if you like that as well. Until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.